Welcome, friend. This is I Need Thee Every Hour, a podcast dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are listening to your ministering sister, Casey Mills. Hello, thank you for joining me again. I had a lot of thoughts about this subject, and I've spoken many, many times in the past about my thoughts and feelings, um, my experiences with uh, marriage, and I had some <clears throat> interesting thoughts this morning about it, and as I was reading in, in the Bible, and as you know, I was married previously, and I am divorced, and now I am remarried, and my dear sweet husband and I are doing our absolute best uh, to be good to each other and to have a good marriage. And, um, you know, even with the best intentions, things are not always easy and do not always go swimmingly, but um, we we do try. I can honestly say I, the Lord has impressed upon me, and I've seen it with my own eyes. I, I, that man does his absolute best uh, with me and uh, with our children, um, and the Lord has helped me to uh, to know the truth about him, I've I've asked, you know, when I've been confused or unsure, I've I've literally prayed and asked the Lord to help me to know the truth, and the Lord has shown me the truth. And um, it might contradict what I think I know or what I think I'm seeing or sensing, but um, but because I've because I've already established with uh, my Father in Heaven that I trust Him and that I will defer to him, I, I, am, I am compelled then to, to, to continue on in whatever way uh, he wants me to. Um, I recently went on a, so my, my husband's family um, does a yearly uh, vacation uh, summertime vacation altogether, and and so it's been a number of years now that I have um, attended this family vacation, and because I've I've ex- I've expressed in the past um, my that, that there's been issues and thing uh, between myself and and his family and you know my my uh, in laws I should say um, not just uh, parents in law but um, also siblings in law and spouses um, I'm not totally aware of what all issues have there have been. I have been prayerful and the Lord has shown me things um, and things kind of came to a head recently with uh, my my mother-in-law um, and uh, and so um, I think it was kind of looking like we were not, my family uh, was not going to uh, attend this family vacation. But in the end, the Lord um did uh, soften me and I assume everyone else and so we did end up going and I have had some some thoughts about that and had some very interesting conversations with um, some of his family members but also um, with my husband he he had he's been having some very good uh, communication uh, lately with his family um, I the vacation actually, uh, even though there was a couple of um, <laughs> a couple of snafus, if you will, um, 
And even one that was kind of like, <laughs> caused me to feel like I am, I know every year something happens. And every year I say, I'm not going on this trip again. And every year somehow the Lord softens me and I go again. Um, but uh, it's a very, very, very nice vacation. So, you know, obviously I appreciate it and I enjoy it, you know, on, on many levels. But there are things that have happened that I don't like and I am extremely prideful. I know that about myself. I am also extremely stubborn and um, I, I work on that. I, I try to be, I try to um, defer to the Lord to um, help me to not be prideful and to help me to even, even when you're having disputes with people, someone Someone has to be the one to say, I'm not going to do this anymore, right? And I think the Lord was telling me that I needed to say that I wasn't going to be the one uh, participating in this anymore. And more recently, I've kind of taken a step back and tried to kind of remove myself from the mix because it felt like there was a lot of miscommunication that was happening and it felt to me like I was being blamed for things and uh, and I did get some confirmation of that 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 was indeed true um, and so I I think it was it was um, inspired of the Lord that I remove myself from from being a facilitator and a communicator and to just allow my husband to be the go-between to be the one you know communicating with his family members and just be the one handling things and you know being a guy <laughs> guys aren't the most communicative and don't always cover all details and things and, and you know and my husband was trying to defer to me on things and trying to discuss things with me and you know I, I there are times when I wish he would do it more than he does and there's times when I'm when I truly am able to say you decide this is this is totally your decision you know and I want you to feel happy with it and not resentful toward me in any way um we're working on it. We're still working on things, right? Um, but anyway, we did. We ended up going on this vacation. And of course, think, as we know, there's always going to be things that are going to occur. But um, the, uh, the uh, drama that did occur was able to be resolved quite quickly, I would say. And um, there was open communication that occurred, so people weren't continuing to stew. And things did end up or well things ended on a good note and so that definitely was eye-opening for me that showed me that things can change and people can change and I know that the only person I can work on is myself but I know that as I do that will help others to feel more comfortable around me and to feel um, safety uh, around me. And so while I don't think I'm great at it, I, I do, I do uh, try my best. And I've, I've mentioned in the past that I feel that my bandwidth um, can pretty much barely even handle um, the uh, personalities and emotions of my own um, children. 
but the Lord helps me when I pray for for it. Um, I I asked for um, help and guidance, and the Lord did provide it for me, um, and so that I could be better and do better, um, do my part to try and uh, bridge the gaps. You know, we may never all be super chummy, and that's totally fine. Um, I think everybody has kind of come to that conclusion that, you know, you, you're you not going to be, I hate, I, I hate those trendy words like bestie and stuff like that, but, I, you know, but that's an appropriate word, right? Like, we're not going to be besties, like, and that's okay. We, you don't have to be in order to be family, in order to be um, good to each other. And I think, um, you know, for me, just feeling like, I think sometimes we are all in each other's faces a little too much. And so I think it's helpful when we can take breaks from each other and things. And um, there was a bit of uh, um, frustration and communication issues in the past, um, expectations, expectations that weren't expressed, expectations that weren't met. Um, I think when you have a situation where like my family is just so huge it's really hard for us to be in people's homes if they can't accommodate us properly hard for us to um we we do have a a kitchen table that fits us all at it um but we do not always have the opportunity to sit down and eat a meal all together and so this idea of us then sitting down and having a meal all together with my husband's uh, parents and his siblings and and their spouses and their children i don't think uh, we'd have to like rent out a school gymnasium with cafeteria tables in order to make that happen i just things need to be Things just need to be realistic. And I think that's where we were. I think that's what, well, I'm not going to say we. I think I think that's where I was the one being fought against is because I was trying to say I, I wanted everyone to understand that you, as families grow, as, as a um, – children grow up and get married and start having kids of their own they need a bit of their own anonymity and and less uh less pressure less expectation um you know when when there's only one child that's married or there's only one or two grandkids things can kind of still continue a little bit right to be the way they've been but that was something that my husband expressed that he thinks, especially his parents, maybe were having a hard time letting things evolve and letting things grow and change and and become something new and maybe equally as wonderful, but certainly different. And so I think there's been a bit of uh, uh, maybe mourning the loss of what was their family unit. And now each of their children's have their each of their children's <laughs> each of their children have their own family units now. And, uh, you know, it's OK. Well, my husband's uh, father is 
you know, technically the 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 patriarch, uh, you know, of of everyone. But what my husband said that he had expressed to his father was, well, but but I am now the patriarch of my family, and and so, you know, there I I think I hadn't realized before. I always think of uh, mothers having a hard time letting their kids. Uh, grow up and be mothers themselves and parents themselves and, and that kind of thing. But I think dads can tend to do that same kind of thing where they still want to uh, manage things and, and control a bit. And, um, you know, and and with good reason, it's all in love, you know, I uh, and I recognize that. And so that's what makes it so hard. And I think, you know, I've noticed my uh, my oldest sister, um, she she has um, her her oldest child has has left the nest and actually lives in another country. Um, has is married with children of her own. Um, her her second oldest is now uh, married with a child, and her her youngest um, will, um, you know, is uh, just about an adult, just about an adult now, and will obviously uh, be flying the coop at some point here <clears throat> around the corner and and I can tell that she's doing her best to try and transition my sister is trying to do her best to transition between uh you know mother of uh minor children in her home to uh grandmother and mother to adult children and and um mother-in-law to uh spouses of her children and what does that mean <clears throat> What does the whole situation mean then for her marriage, and and uh, you know how how I I'm not I know more of how my sister feels about it, but I haven't actually talked with my brother-in-law about it, so I'm not even totally sure how he's feeling. You know, is is he feeling conflicted about it at all? And and men have the tendency to not express these things or not even realize that they're feeling these things and so then they're not addressing them and that can cause issues too so um anyway it's we're all we are all doing our best right and and i think that's where we all get to um get to a place of frustration is is that we want to know what to expect i know that about myself i want to know what to expect and i want to get things into a groove and then have things just continue that way and have things just be predictable and <clears throat> and easy and um you know and and be in control um but i would say that i think we all as human beings realize that we are not in control and our lord is in control and things are going to change and things we are going to go through trials and we're we are all changing and our children are changing and our spouses are changing. And the hope is that we can all change together <clears throat> and, and grow in our love with each other. And I think as we continue to defer to the Lord through all things, then we can all come to the same place in the end. And so that is a, a, a source of comfort for me, knowing that my I am trying to defer to the Lord, and I know that my spouse is trying to defer to the Lord, and we are trying to teach our children to defer to the Lord. And so as we all are prayerful about things and and discuss things in that manner through the Lord, there's nothing that we won't be able to resolve or um, accomplish. There is a, a, a scripture in Ephesians chapter 5, 
Um, I'm just going to read through verses 22 through 33. It says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Now, I've read a lot of um, self-help stuff, marriage self-help, and one thing that I've noticed, and I think I've addressed this before, is this idea that men want respect and women want love, and men men are good at offering respect and showing respect because that's what they know and that's what they want. And women are good at showing uh, love and nurturing because that is what they know and that is what they are good at and that is what they want. But the Lord puts us in this very unique situation in a marriage where the man has to show love for his wife and the wife has to show respect for her husband. I know that there are people out there that completely want to balk at the scripture reference and want to act like, you know, feminism this and women uh, empower and all of that. That is not what this is talking about. This is not talking about whether or not women should make equal pay to men or whether or not women should be in the workplace or whether or not men should be uh, masculine or I can't stand the term toxic masculinity. Oh, it's just so bleh to me. This is purely talking about marriage. And anyone who's never been married would have no clue what these scriptures are referring to. And anyone who's been in a bad marriage knows exactly what this is referring to. And anyone who is in a good marriage knows exactly what this is referring to. There are wives that do this and do it well, but have husbands that abuse it. And there are husbands that do this well and have wives that abuse it. I am not saying (laughs) that you should do anything except what the Lord prompts you to do, right? Clearly, I am all for uh, a marriage ending if that is what the Lord um, wants, right? 
I know that that's what the Lord wanted for me with my previous marriage. I was being abused. And the Lord knew that I was not fulfilling my full potential. And, and my spouse wasn't either. He was thinking of him, too. He was damning himself by the way he was treating me and our children. So now he has a chance to write it with the Lord. And I, and I pray that he does. And my husband now has a unique opportunity to show me what the Lord means in this scripture. To show me that as my husband puts me first, after the Lord, of course, but as far as individuals in his life, as he puts me first and shows me the kind of unconditional love that only the Lord can, can instill in you, I know what that's done for me. I know how that's helped me to heal from things, and I know how, how that's helped me to grow closer to the Lord. I know how that's helped me to grow closer to my husband. I love this, I love this idea that, that through a husband loving his wife in the way that Christ loved the church, in a Christ-like way, that she, she becomes holy. <laughs> I don't think men realize what a um, responsibility that is, what a kind of a power that is. You have the power to turn your wife godly by how you treat her. And, and <clears throat> alternately, women, when a good man becomes a great man when he knows that you have put him first in in your life. And I mean first, like when when he knows that you cherish him and appreciate him, respect him, that he is your top priority, even over your children. But after the Lord, of course. Men can do amazing things. And a good man recognizes, recognizes that and, and, and knows that a wife can be that and do that for him and make him way, way more than he would be without her. I I was really taken aback by this inspiration uh, from from reading this and what I felt the Lord was telling me about this, that a marriage, a marriage between a man and a woman, when they are putting the Lord first and then putting their their marriage second after the Lord, they are an unstoppable force. And it's no wonder that that is what is that, that is what has been under attack in our world 
and and it's been it's been uh, discarded. It's been perverted. I I know if you're listening to this, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. You would not be listening to me if you didn't already get this to a degree. If if you are married, I challenge you to put aside your pride and do whatever you have to do to help your spouse to know what. And pray, pray. The Lord can tell you what you need to do. The Lord can can inspire you in the moment and say, your husband needs you to reach out and put your hand on his arm. And tell him how much you appreciate him. He needs to hear that right now. Or for a husband, you pray for the Lord to inspire you throughout the day and you will know that your wife needed you to maybe swoop in and and help her finish something that she was working on. I know for me, when I'm trying to do chores around the house, I get interrupted so much. It is almost impossible for me to finish things. Almost impossible. And my husband has totally clued into that. I didn't have to say a thing. I know that the Lord inspired him because he will just come in and... <laughs> He may just finish up whatever I left unfinished, or he'll come in and say, can I help you? And we'll do it together. And I never knew how much that meant to me. But also because I think if anyone's familiar with the love languages, uh, I think it's Gary, Gary Chapman, I think is Dr. Gary Chapman, I think is his name that wrote the five love languages book. Um, I would like to read it again. It's been a while since I've read it, but there's there's love languages. It's that kind of a thing, right? But like I said, the Lord can inspire you to know what your spouse's love language is in the moment, and you can do whatever it is that they need you to do and um, and and show love to them in a way that they need it. And And sometimes those kinds of things can just help you get through the moment, get you through the day, or it can completely heal you from a trauma. And as, as spouses, we have that kind of power and that kind of responsibility in our marriage. And I know that that is something that will be the key to my salvation. It will be the key to my children's salvation then essentially. If they see a good example of marriage through me and my husband and it and then it translates into them working to have a good marriage when the time comes for them. Well, I mean, that is just, that's a miraculous thought. That even even, even if you in the moment feel like I, I just don't even want to touch him or I just don't even want to look at her, but you but you you have to you have to be prayerful and you have to do what the lord is inspiring you to do because your salvation their salvation your children's salvation it all depends on it when you act on anger or 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 loneliness in an immature way who are you inviting into your home who are you inviting into your heart because it's not the holy spirit 
And I realize it's a hard thing to do if, if you're dealing with a spouse that maybe is not in the same place that you are. But like I said, the Lord can help you. The Lord can help you. And as you pray for your spouse, the Lord can help your spouse also. I have prayed for my husband in that way when I felt like he just was not getting it. I prayed and I asked my Heavenly Father to help him to get it. I said, please speak truth to his heart. Help him to understand. Or help me to let this go. If it's important and he's as in tune with the Spirit as I think he is, as I hope he is, that I pray he is, he'll get it. And I have I've witnessed it. I've witnessed that miracle occur. Well, I hope that this was helpful to you. I hope you felt the the spirit as I have felt the spirit. I hope you felt a renewed um, sense of your uh, uh, responsibility and, and, and the power that you have in your marriage. And if you are looking forward to being married one day, if you decide now what kind of a spouse you're going to be, you're a lot more likely to be that spouse in, when, it, when it comes down to it. So definitely decide now how you're going to handle things. Decide now what kind of a spouse you're going to be. It's, it's not about having a list of, oh, what, what qualities do I want in a spouse? No, what qualities do I possess? What's going to make me a good spouse one day? And are you deferring to the Lord in all things? Because that's the best education. That's the best preparation. You'll be a lot more likely to find the person that the Lord wants you to find. And while you are not perfect and they're not perfect, through marriage and through the help of the Lord, you can become perfect as he is. And I say these things in the sacred and holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you.